we have coming up that you may need to know about. So following our opportunities for engagement, we lead into our devotional time, and following our devotional, we will be leading into our inspirational service. We encourage you to visit our website, heartsoulcenter.org. This is where you can find out more about how to be engaged on our, in our Monday night book study around the year with Emmett Fox, and you can find out how to get access to prayer and to our podcasts. We also want to let you know that you can give by visiting our website. We have an opportunity to give in community together during service later, and you can give anytime by going to heartsoulcenter.org give. We want to remind you that we have a new class this fall, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life, facilitated by our own Reverend Dr. Reverend Andrea Earl. It's five Thursdays, September 23rd through October 21st. The time is 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. The tuition is $145, and you can register by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash change 2021. This is a foundational level class and has no prerequisites or required text. And we also encourage all who plan to uh, take the course to register this week as registration will be closing the week before class. Also want to let you know that Imagining Justice is returning, hosted by our own Valerie Joy Fidmont and David Walker. Uh, IJ, as we lovingly call it, is our weekly forum which combines dialogue, interactive participation, community engagement, and artistic expression. Our kickoff this is this Wednesday, September the 8th, and the focus is where we left off and where are we going. Join us via Zoom at www.heartsoulcenter.org slash imaginingjustice. Since this is our first Sunday of the month, uh, we have the opportunity to hear from our prayer and care circle. Uh, following prayer and care, uh, practitioner Deb Kersey will be leading us in our devotional. Warmest greetings, heart and soul, family. My name is Sheila Smith, and I'm the proud co-lead of the Prayer and Care Village, and I am a prayer facilitator. I trust that many of you know the power of prayer and that prayer works. Prayer and care's sacred service to our community is consistent prayer in times of celebration, in times of challenge, in times of transition, and in times of change. We pray without ceasing for such a time as this. We offer what we call laser prayer. It is confidential, short, focused, and intentional prayer to support you in knowing the truth through any situation, that God is all there is, to align with your intention for well-being. We offer four prayer rooms, 10 minutes after every Sunday service, and at 7 a.m., Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday mornings, where you can request a prayer. Additionally, we provide Power of Prayer podcasts. It's available on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also reach us at any time at prayerandcare, all one word, at heartsoulcenter.org. We also offer a call-in prayer line. Now you can call in a prayer at any hour from any time zone, and a prayer facilitator like myself will respond to you 
within 24 hours. That number is 510-607-7747. One of the ways in which we invite the community to celebrate with us is by acknowledging birthdays. If you have a birthday in the month of September, we are so happy to celebrate with you. We invite you to take the gift of this affirmation from 365 Days of Richer Living. Life lies open to me, rich, full, and abundant. And from heart and soul center of light, we say to you, beloveds, we know who you are. You are the beloved of God and we celebrate your light. You are blessed this day with radiant health, expanding abundance, loving relationships, and the wisdom and courage and strength to be all that you are. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to and I'm a licensed practitioner and founding member at Heart and Soul. And I'm honored to be facilitating the devotional segment of our service. Our devotional is our time to invoke our community vision statement together, center ourselves by spending about five minutes in stillness, and then anchor ourselves with prayer. Our vision statement is our opportunity to declare our intention in the world. It speaks to who we are, and how we operate. So this is our time to recite and declare our intention together. We are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people and together we make a quantifiable, positive difference on the planet. And so it is. Beloved, even as we have grounded ourselves in our vision, let us take this opportunity to also ground ourselves in stillness. 
wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is. And therefore, it is a safe and sacred space. So, if you are willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyelids to close and relax into this sacred moment. Join me in taking a deep, conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, continue to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously.
And so let us sink deeper into this moment of now, recognizing God, the living spirit almighty, the strong one, that which is infinite intelligence, that which is the creative life force back of all things. I am so very grateful to know that God is all there is and I am one with God. Each of us is one with God. Our very breath being a constant reminder of the gift of life. And so I, Deb Kersey, speak my word on behalf of my beloved heart and soul community and bless this service. Knowing that today's service unfolds wholly, perfectly, and completely. That it is already done in the mind of God. So I give thanks. I give thanks for the technology that allows us to bring this morning service into the hearts and homes of all who are watching and listening. I give thanks for the many hands that make light this work. I give thanks for the teams on site and virtual that work in tandem to deliver a top-notch service. I give thanks for the board of trustees who manage the business affairs of heart and soul and for the practitioners who pray without ceasing. I give thanks for Reverend Dr. Andriette Earl for her continuous yes and her willingness to be the one. And I give thanks for Heart and Soul Center of Light, not only for being a world-class teaching and empowerment ministry, but for also being a beacon of light in the world for such a time as this. So, with a loving heart and a grateful mind, I release this word into infinite activity of law, knowing that it is already done and done well because it is done in God. I accept this as so and allow it to be now and forevermore. And so it is. So thank you, practitioner Deb Kersey. Good morning again, family. I just wanted to let you know that I neglected to let you know the times for imagining justice. A meditation starts at 6.15, and the IJ experience starts at 6.30 p.m. And I'm also honored uh, this morning to tell you a little bit about our guest speaker, uh, Dr. Will Coleman, Ph.D. And, um, Dr. Will is no stranger to, uh, to many of us here at Heart and Soul. In my way, I like to consider him as, a, as founding family. We have founding members of Dr. Will is most definitely founding family. So uh, Dr. Will Coleman, Ph.D., is a theologian and teacher of biblical spirituality. Born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, he completed his Bachelor of Arts degree in religion at Rhodes College in Memphis and then received a Doctor of Divinity degree with a focus on theology, theology from Columbia Theological Seminary. He earned a Doctorate of Philosophy degree with distinction from the Graduate Theological Union here in Berkeley, California. His areas of concentration were in philosophical and systematic theology philosophy of religion, and interpretation theory. He teaches and tutors individuals and groups in theology and biblical spirituality in English, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. 
Dr. Will teaches and applies principles of Hebrew and Christian Bible study and spirituality for the enrichment of spiritual and psychological health. In addition to many years of research, writing, and teaching experience in this area, he has also studied and practiced within the tradition of the Kabbalah, which is Hebrew spirituality. He has cultivated his own method of teaching and demonstrating what it means to be in the means to image the creative powers of life. His study and application of interpretive techniques go behind the scenes of some of the original stories that are in the Bible. Dr. Will also teaches biblical and theological interpretation uh, in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, and Afrocentric spirituality with the Interdenominational Theological Seminary in Atlanta and the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary in Miami and Centers for Spiritual Living Homes Institute. And that's just a, a short bio. Uh, Dr. Will is, um, is an amazing presence and gift uh, to our world. And following our song this morning, the next voice that you will hear will be that of Dr. Will Coleman, Ph.D.
Hello, heart and soul center of light. It is such a blessing to be with you here today as I am instead of our sister, Reverend Dr. Andrea Earl. And let me just pause right there and congratulate her for uh, that title, Doc. And Doctor, I wanna encourage you, if you're not doing so already, to, to make use of that title because it has a very specific cultural reason in addition to the academic reason. The cultural reason is um, in this vein. Long before we, as a people, were allowed to read and write, and before we received either higher or lower educations, we would call particular individuals in our community who had demonstrated a certain knowledge base and experience or had gone through something, doc or doctor, because they were doctors in our community. So I want you to bear that in mind as I am, as I again say, I'm here to preach in the place for this uh, particular context, uh, in place of Dr. Andrea Aaron. So every time you see her, you have an opportunity, make use of that title because it's not just given away. It has been earned and it has been given to someone who well deserves having earned it. She has been speaking for a while on this theme of trust and has asked me to do the same on this day. So I want to take Two passages of scripture, Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six, and Romans chapter eight, verses 14 through 15. And I wanna use the title, trust in the living one and be led by her spirit. That's right, trust in the living one and be led by her spirit, using the masculine and feminine connotation that you've just heard. And if you pay close attention, you'll understand why I'm saying that and how this connects with the theme of trusting and being led. The first passage from Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. And I'm gonna give this in my own translation. It'll be a bit revised from maybe what you heard in the past. So listen to how I've translated this. Take confidence or refuge in the living one with all of your inner thoughts will, motivation, and do not rely or lean into your own understanding or way of thinking per se, verse six. In every way, in every path you take, in every direction that you take, seek the advice of the living one. And the living one will give you or make straight for you a smooth passageway. And the second passage from Romans, written by the Apostle Paul, chapter eight, verses 14 and 15, reads as follows. For as many as are guided or led by the divine feminine breath of the strong one, these are the sons and daughters of the living one. Because you, he switches, because you have not been given a breath or spirit or inspiration of slavery, again, to be terrified or terrorized 
but you have been given the breath inspiration of divine children as sons and daughters, such that we can call out, Abba, dear Father. Let's meditate on these two passages. And let me take first and foremost, the one from Proverbs. You may or may not know that Proverbs is written and dedicated to a great extent to a feminine inner power and presence of the living one. There's a personification of wisdom called Chochmah as the divine feminine essence that in a way inspires all that is written in the book of Proverbs attributed to Solomon. In other words, the outward expression of the living one might be thought of as masculine, but the inner essence that directs and guides and shapes and forms that which comes into being, especially in chapter eight of Proverbs, is feminine. Sometimes she's called by scholars, lady wisdom. I think it may be referred to an Egyptian goddess like Isis, but that's another sermon. At any rate, when we get to these words in chapter three, the word that is used for trust is significant. It's betach, and it means to have confidence in and also to take refuge, take refuge in the source of life, the living one. Take refuge in the power that has brought everything into existence, including ourselves. Take refuge in what we might call in the science of mind, the thing itself. The thing from which all other things, all other beings come into existence. It says, take refuge in the living one with all of our inner thoughts. And I translate that from the word heart because in the ancient world, the heart was considered to be the place of divine intelligence, not the brain. They didn't know of the brain as such, but the inner organs of the body, including the heart, were considered as the seat of consciousness and the seat of rectitude and the seat of wisdom. So the writer of the Proverbs is encouraging us to have confidence in the source of life with all of our inner intelligence and will and not to lean or depend only, I think this is important, not to lean or depend only in our own way of thinking. The word here, be now, means our own way of structuring reality, the way that we see things. Things can appear one way on the outside, but the author is inviting us to go on the inside of how things seem to be, how they seem to manifest, and also go on the inside of our own thoughts and be guided by confidence that everything is gonna be all right to the extent that we are relying upon the source of life itself. 
Then the writer goes on to say, in every way, it's a rhythm, in every direction, in every pattern of our lives. Seek the advice. Do some introspection and seek the advice. Seek the counsel. Seek that inner knowing of the living one that lives in us and in whom we live and move and have our being daily, each and every day, each and every moment. And as we seek the counsel and advice, as we take time to meditate, as we take time to be still, as we take time to reflect, then correspondingly, the living one, not passively, but actively, will make strength, will make smooth for us a passageway for that which we intend and will to do individually and collectively. And this leads to the second passage by the Apostle Paul, Romans chapter eight, verses uh, 14 and 15 where he is also encouraging the other early followers of Yeshua, who they have come to believe and understand to be the Moshiach under the oppression of the Roman Empire and the status quo, who are attempting to find another way, a new way of living and being. Paul is encouraging them to recognize and to activate and to actualize that they're actually part of another reality. That even though the Roman Empire dominates their lives in many respects, especially physically, socially, economically, and politically, on the horizon and within them, there's a new reindom. And the new reindom is a consequence of a rebirthing that they have had. As Reverend Dr. Andrea said more recently, the mind that was in the Christos, the mind that was in Yeshua, the mind that was in the anointed one is a mind that they are now called to adopt even as they themselves have been adopted into a new reality. And this is why he says, for as many of you, of us, who are led by the spirit. And let's pause right there because the word for spirit is spiritus in the English translation, Latin English translation, and it seems as though it's masculine, but it's not. As many as are led by the Ruach, he's quoting from Genesis, as many as are led by the Ruach Elohim, as many as are led by the divine feminine spirit and who have been 
born of the Spirit, as Yeshua said to Nicodemus, as many as have been a born again in their consciousness, born from above in their consciousness, as many as have been born and are inspired and breathed through the power of the mothering nature of the Holy Spirit, of the spirit of the strong one, these persons individually and collectively are the sons and daughters of the living one. This means they are the sons and daughters of that power that makes a way out of no way. They are the sons and daughters of the strong ones that are able in them and through them as well as with them to make all things new and to be transformed on the one hand, but also become transformers in their personal, interpersonal, social, political, economic, and ecological reality because they have a, a new mind and they constitute, according to Paul and other places, a new body, a new body politic, a new body economic, a new body socially, not just for themselves, but also for the world. And then he goes on to say, why is the case? Because in that rebirthing process, you have not been given, you have not received the spirit, the mind, the micro inspiration of slavery. And I want to say that because the translations say abundance, but no, that's not what he says. Paul says of slavery, you have not received in this rebirthing process, in this vision of a new reality, the mind and the inspiration of slavery. But on the contrary, You've been given something else. You've not received the mind and the spirit and the breath of slavery to be terrorized and terrified by outward circumstances. But from within you, you are more than conquerors because you have been reborn into the mind and to the spirit of courage and confidence of that which makes a way out of no way. And that which makes a way out of no way through you, in you, as you. So he says, you have been given the breath, the spirit of, and I love the way the Greek phrase is actually saying, of a divine child. Of a being who is now realized that he and she are divine and human in their rebirth, in their new orientation, in their trust in the living one, in their following the advice and counsel of the living one individually and together. And then he says, 
The consequence of this is that you can call out. Oh no, we can call out. He draws himself into it because he's not separate from the Romans to whom he's right. We can call out at any time, any place, anywhere. We can call out the word Abba. This is an endearing Semitic Hebrew Aramaic phrase that Yeshua also gave his disciples when he taught them how to pray, how to call out, how to invoke. It is customary to say that this is the Lord's prayer, but it's not the Lord's prayer, Matthew. That's not it at all. That's an imposition. It's called the Pater Hemon. Jesus invites his disciples and all of the oppressed people who are present there in the Sermon on the Mount to call on their Father. Our Father, Abba, who art in the heavens. Holy be thy names, etc. And Paul is connecting with this idea of calling upon the divine dear Father because we have been born again. Now note this, beloved. And this is why I have said, trust in the living one and be led by her spirit. If there's a father that we can call upon, then there also must be a mother in whom we can trust. Because there is no father without a mother and there are no children without both. So even though we have heard androcentric words connected exclusively with the Father. Even in the words of Paul, there is this connotation that we have been born out of enslavement, out of bondage, out of restrictions, out of limitations placed upon ourselves and or by others into a new family, into a new reality into a new orientation where we can call upon with confidence our father, Abba, and I would add our mother, Ema. Not either one, but both and. As we each and every day and each and every moment cultivate this relationship as sons and as daughters of the living one and of her spirit that has rebirthed us and that continues to sustain us if and as we seek her counsel. Trust, have confidence, rely upon, believe in, know the living one with all of your inner thoughts. And do not rely exclusively upon how things seem to be internally or externally. In all of your ways in every direction that you take, seek that 
inner advice as well as external. Seek that inner advice of the living, knowing power that is in you and in us. And that power, that presence, will make straight a path, a smooth passageway for all that you and we do. And as you and we are led and guided by the mothering spirit of the power that makes the way out of no way, we are indeed sons and daughters of that power, in that power, and through that power. And therefore, we know we have not been given a spirit of slavery, a spirit of bondage, a spirit of limitations, a spirit of restrictions. No, a spirit of being terrified or terrorized by anything or anyone, but rather we have been given a divine breath, tranquility, confidence, steadfastness of a divine child, a son, a daughter, who can call out and know he or she, he and she, we can say Abba and be heard and say Ama and be supported. Ah, my father, and be heard. A, my mother, and be supported, sustained, and nurtured. Each and every moment, each and every breath, for all of our individual and collective lifetimes. Individually, interpersonally, socially, politically, economically, and ecologically. And so it is. And so it is. And we make it so. Ashe and amen. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills.
hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord which made heaven and earth. He said, He would not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee, He will not slumber no sleep. soul center of light wherever you are in the world it is a good god day and it is a good time for us to be thinking how to give into this day how to give into this mission of heart and soul center of light to support a world that works for everyone this is our time for gracious giving and there are many ways in which you can give at heart and soul center of light you can send a check to Heart and Soul Center of Light at 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also go to our website at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And you can uh, give there in uh, you know, a one-time gift or set up recurring giving. Whatever works for you absolutely works for us. Last but not least, we want to offer that you can text to give. Texting to 510-558-49. It's quick, it's easy, and it's even entertaining, so you might want to give that a try. You and I 
need to maintain the right consciousness in our giving, giving in an attitude of gratitude and blessing our good before it's even given, thereby establishing our intention for the good that our gift will do in the world, wherever you may be in the world right now. I invite you to take your gift in hand and maybe place it right over your heart and let us recite our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is. And now I want to also take this opportunity to just thank our our minister, our teacher for today, Dr. Will Coleman, for his inspiring message, and invite him to close us in prayer. So, Dr. Will. And so, my beloved brothers and sisters, I leave with you this prayer and this blessing taken from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. These words were spoken to Moshe by the living one as a blessing for the people. And I will do this in both the Hebrew and English. Yivarecha Yahweh ve Yishmarecha. May the living one draw down, kneel, come close to you, and keep you, protect you. Ya'er Yacha Panav Alecha May the living one shine the face, the countenance of that one upon you and be gracious to you. Yesal yacha padnav alecha veyashim lacha shalom. May the living one lift up the continence, the presence, and the power of that one upon you and give you peace, shalom, well-being, wholeness of body, soul, and spirit. And so it is unto you, unto us, and unto all of creation. Ashe and amen. Love.
me to the place. 